0: What's up, everyone in podcast land? This is Brian. And I'm Blake. And we are from the Not Religious Podcast, here to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Pillar of Hope Apparel.com.
1: All right, Brian. They got some shirts. They got some hats. They got phone cases. Whatever you need. It's awesome.
0: And if you go right now and go to your cart, fill it up, put in the promo code NRP116 you'll get 10% off your order. Jeez, 10%. 10%. That's PillarOfHopeApparel.com. Promo code NRP116.
1: Check them out. I've had triumphs. I've had failures. I've made many mistakes. I've had some good choices, and I've had some bad choices. All of this makes up my story. My name is Jason Pickle, and I want to be your tour guide as I take you down a road and down some paths of my journey to show you what it's like to have a life in a pickle. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up Life in a Pickle or at npickle, I-N-P-I-C-K-E-L. Now let's get you back to your regular schedule program and what you're here for, the Not Religious Podcast. So as I was saying before, <laughs> <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted yet again by technology. Sorry. My picture bad. it. Picture it. Picture it. Me and you. You and I. Years down the road, this thing really takes off.
0: The podcast. The podcast. Okay.
1: We're going, we're doing live shows. Oh. Okay. We're, we're touring the country. Got gotcha. you.
0: Doing conventions, podcast conventions, podcast conventions,
1: right, or just live shows? People buy tickets just to hear okay, us talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that intro plays, and we have <laughs> got like visuals and a screen, like a countdown, and People that's playing. Turnt. People are getting so excited. Yeah, they see us walk out on onto the stage. They're utterly disappointed.
0: Oh, what because, am I wearing?
1: Um, what are you wearing? I would imagine that you have high tops of some sort. Yes. And Either vans or converse. I really hope it's your Britney Spears shirt. Yes,
0: yes. yes.
1: Right. Um, hopefully, haircuts are still
0: a thing. A thing
1: by then, <laughs> which you got, and I haven't. I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah. But look at look at look at all this. Yeah, I got an emo cut.
0: You do. You seriously have an emo cut. If you would have told
1: ninth grade Blake that one day his hair would look like this he would be so excited because at the time I couldn't cut my hair
0: he would have told ninth grade Blake he would have eyebrows and hair that would look like that
1: Blake listen to me you're gonna have eyebrows you just hold on (laughs) hold on Blake you're gonna lose a little bit of weight you're gonna have a hot wife and you're gonna have eyebrows
0: when I bring up your eyebrows
1: (laughs) oh yeah I used to I used to get so mad at people
0: your mom got so upset
1: oh yeah she would get upset too
0: (laughs) Mother's Day when we were (laughs) oh
1: yeah Oh, she's fine. She's, she's a- fine. She's okay. She's all right. Anyway, welcome to the Not Religious Podcast, everybody. My name is Blake. And I am Brian. And we're so excited to be back with you this week. Um, we are not doing another mega church. Yeah, I thought about it. So not only did we do a, f- a five-part
0: oh, It mega didn't church. seem like five parts. It didn't wow. seem like
1: five. It was only five episodes. Wow. But fi- it was a megachurch series. The episode... Before the mega church series started was just about mega churches.
0: Wow. And then we talked
1: all about Bethel towards the beginning of this year.
0: Wow. I'm a little mega churched out. Yeah.
1: So I'm glad to be moving on and doing something a little more loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. Um something neato mosquito.
0: Okay. I'll see what you um, did there.
1: But you know something that is more like just a discussion we haven't yeah, done one of those let's in a just while just talk let's just talk we're we've got a, a few notes but it's nothing in detail uh i'm really excited to talk about it um there's there's a christian band that is another i don't want to say victim add I,
0: another log to the fire
1: right i mean it's it's another band singer from a band from a christian band that has renounced their faith it's becoming—I wouldn't say a trend, but a more common thing um, these days. Yeah. And, um, it's sad, but at the same time, I understand, and I think that's what a lot of Christians don't understand. Well, anyway, before we get to our discussion today, why don't we uh, why don't we check in with the news story there of we the go. week? Why not? This is exciting. Is it? This is exciting. What, what is it? I think you're actually going to like this.
0: Ooh.
1: It wasn't a hit with a lot of people. I think you're going to like it. So a company is designing a hazmat-styled suit to wear at concerts.
0: Let's do this.
1: <laughs> I figured you would be on board with that, and I'll Let's have to find this. a picture and show it to you. Um, But yeah, uh, so the uh, while people have been looking, this comes from Alternative Press com, by the way, while people have been looking at when concerts are going to return through the coronavirus pandemic, a California design firm has come up with an idea for a protective suit that people could wear to shows. Hmm. There's a picture of it. I'll show you, Brian. We'll make sure to include this in our post. Oh, for Oh, yes. And doesn't that look cool? I would totally wear that. I would wear I'd wear it. Um, the high tech protective suit crafted by production club is dubbed the micro shell. Ooh. And is designed specifically with concertgoers in mind. Uh, news station KNTV reported that the suit, uh, excuse me, reported about the suit. Speaking with Miguel Rizueno, mm. uh the company's head of inventions, quote: MicroShell is a solution for people bringing uh, is a solution for people bringing together." Excuse me. Microshell is a solution for bringing people together safely. There, I (laughs) said it. (laughs) It's a half suit that kind of takes your safety and your security in terms of being close to airborne particles and viruses to the next level.
0: I don't see them wearing that at Coachella.
1: I hope not.
0: But at regular concerts. Heat strokes. Right.
1: Peaking. (laughs) The design is an offshoot of a hazmat suit with an airtight airtight design, app-controlled speakers. Ooh. Right? And a microphone... Uh, and also an N95 filter system. There is a rear vent on the back of the helmet. Just I thought in they case. were going to say the <laughs> on the back of the butt. On the booty. <laughs> that you can release your farts. There's a rear vent on the back of the helmet suctioning air through a filtration system before being filtered in um, a second time and expelling into the air around the person wearing it. That's so awesome. So, Rosueno... <laughs> probably not saying yes, that name no, right
0: totally not saying that totally right. not say, saying
1: that right sorry uh he notes that drinking vaping and, and smoking are still possible while wearing what? the suit you can still do the you things that you vape? love to do right you can you can so rudely blow cigarette smoke into people's faces oh, at the concerts man. nozzles are attached to snap-in canisters allowing for people to still enjoy themselves while wearing the suit at these concerts Quote, it's another thing you don't need to remove the helmet for, because if you remove the helmet and the shield, you are now compromised. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) The company is proposing renting the suits to venues who will be responsible for sanitizing it. You can rent them. Makes sense. Quote, "Uh, with our solution, we are trying to make space available for everyone, he says. Um, They have a patent pending, but hopes to have test models coming soon. Would you sign up to test those out? You need to you need to do that. Yes, send me one. I would
0: wear it to Walmart.
1: So you you remember how we had a friend that um would sign up for where he could like yes. test out Nike shoes yes. And, yes. and write a review. Yes, that's what you should do for that's this. Not my idea. <laughs> then when we get the videos going, you can yeah, wear it like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, quote. Uh, oh, we said we still need to find a solution because people are still going to go out. Um, He told KNTV, "People are still going to party and still skipping social distance measures." Um, You can see more of the design photos and learn more about the suit if you go to alternativepress.com. They have plenty of pictures, but it will be we'll be glad to show you. Yeah, definitely (laughs) show you the pictures for this too. It's pretty amazing. That's so there you go. We we may not be back to where we can go to concerts, but hey, whenever we do, don't worry. You can just rent a hazmat suit.
0: I can totally see myself wearing that to a Dave concert.
1: Yeah. I can see it. Um, I can see it happening. Like if Warp Tour was still around, can you imagine
0: people making their own?
1: The kids making their own, and and not only that, but like drawing all over it, and uh, like you can draw eyeliner on yes. the face mask, yes. <laughs> and sew on patches to the back of yes. it. <laughs> anyway, stickers. All right, well we're going to take a break and we will be back in just a second to get in to our topic today. today. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Blake.
0: And this is Brian.
1: And we want to take a second to tell you about one of our fine sponsors of the podcast. That is Faith Attire. Faith
0: Attire. That's right.
1: Finding answers in the heart. If you go to faithattire.co right now and browse their catalog, you're going to see something that you love. I guarantee it. That's Brian, right. What's the promo code that people can use today?
0: If you use the promo code NRP116, NRP116, you'll get 15% off any of their goods. Sweet.
1: Check them out, guys.
2: If you wanna know how far my love can go, just how deep, just how wide. If you wanna see how much you mean to me, look at my hands, look at my side. If you could count the times and say you are forgiven it's more than the drops in the ocean.
1: All right, so you familiar with that song?: Yeah, you're familiar with Hawk
0: Nelson?: Very much so. Okay.
1: Are you familiar with their early stuff?: Very much so.: Okay. So they, they definitely pulled. I would say that Hawk Nelson is the fallout boy of Christian music.:
0: So they sold out. sold out
1: <laughs> um, because they started out as like a pop punk band, yeah, and they were I would say they were right along they were, they were getting big at the same K. time, Reliant K, MXPX. Um, those bands were starting to take off a little bit and uh, Hawk Nelson was right there with them and don't really know what happened but uh, K-Love happened. No, K-Love strikes again. (laughs) I just can't, man. I
0: just can't. That check, man. That check.
1: I just can't. I've been, so the Y opened back up and I have been going in the mornings again and they don't play K-Love but there's a serious station that is Mm. pretty much playing the same thing that K-Love plays. And I, I've said it before, It's I don't care for the music. If it does something for you, that's great. But I just can't, man. I don't like it. I just it. cannot. It's It's everything that's played on there, just about. 99.9% of what is played is just, I don't, it's a, there's a formula, mm-hmm. and they all follow the formula mm-hmm. because it's playing it safe. Yeah. So when things like this happen, it's kind of like, good for you, Mm-hmm. for breaking the formula, although it is sad what happened. But um, if you're not sure what we're talking about, the singer of Hawk Nelson has renounced his faith. He has joined the the list of Christian celebrities who are starting to do that. Um, we have a whole episode on Marty Sampson um, from Hillsong who has, he said that he just doesn't know what to put his faith in anymore. Um, Joshua Harris, the author, Christian author, same thing. You know, he's just, he's done with it and he doesn't really know what he believes anymore.
0: Numerous bands, numerous
1: bands, um, under oath. We've talked about several times, Gideon, there's all kind of bands that are just, and even if they don't say that, well, we don't believe God, believe in God anymore. They they're done with, they're done with
0: the label, with the label, with mm-hmm. the Christianity, that we know it today
1: it's a it's a common thing now it's it's happening with a lot of people, and um it seems to get the same reaction from the Christian community
0: have you seen anything on it on the social medias on
1: with like uh, the like a backlash i guess yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure um I have a screenshot in here actually of a comment that we'll get to that I read um you know, just to the extreme, I might like a band um, <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, it, these things happen and people tend to react so very harshly. Um, and instead of like trying to understand or even trying to help, it's just, it's so extreme and they're just done. They're done with the band. They don't want to listen to them anymore. And that's not really fair. I don't believe, uh, especially to the rest of the band. This wasn't the whole band saying that they no. Don't believe in God anymore. No, no, no. Just no, the no. singer. Um,
0: and and I read something where he said, I'm not saying that God doesn't exist. Hmm. I'm just saying this fundamental, yeah, organized thing that I've been a part of for my life. Yeah. Is over.
1: Yeah. And um and we'll and we'll get to all that. Uh just a little bit of background though, just in case you're not familiar with Hawk Nelson or who John Steingard is, uh, the singer. Uh, Hawk Nelson is a Canadian Christian rock band. I didn't know they were Canadian. Look at that. Um, They are a Canadian Christian rock band and pop punk band from Peterborough, Ontario. They formed in 2000, and the band has released eight studio albums to date. If you're not familiar with some of their songs, maybe you've heard that one at the beginning. They also have a song called Crazy Love. Do you remember, like... Before services, they yeah. used to play music videos and yeah. Crazy Love was played every single oh, yeah. time. All Got a little time. tired of that one. That was the old singer, though. Mm-hmm. Um, live Life Loud, still some of their old stuff. Everything You Ever Wanted, Bring Them Out, and, of course, Drops in the Ocean being one of their biggest ones. I personally like the song California. I think that's a, that was off their first album, Letters to the President. That was very Reliant K sounding.
0: I would probably know it if I heard it. I don't know it by name. Yeah, it's good.
1: Um, But yeah, so... Jonathan Steingard, the singer for Hawk Nelson, um, is a Canadian musician, singer, and songwriter. Um, He's the lead vocalist and lead guitarist for Hawk Nelson. Um, He joined the band in October of 2004, replacing the former guitarist, David Clark. Um, He took over vocal duties after Jason Dunn's departure in March of 2012 uh, was, so he was not the original singer. He just played guitar for a number of years and then took over vocular duties. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in a nine page Instagram post, Steingard revealed that hit, that, uh, that this was not an overnight decision, but that, that he had been struggling with his faith for several years. Quote, I am now finding that I no longer believe in God. Uh, the process of getting to that sentence has been um, several years in the making. It didn't happen overnight or all of a sudden. It's been more like pulling on the threads of a sweater, and one day discovering that there was no more sweater left. Kind of like the Weezer song.
0: I was gonna, God, I was gonna say that
1: <laughs> we share a brain. Um, so yeah, he he put out this. Have you read it all? I read every bit of it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of highlighted a few things that I wanted to just kind of point out in in his posts, obviously not going to read the entire thing. That would be ridiculous. (laughs) But, um, you know, you could tell it was from the heart, straightforward, no BS. Very well thought out,
0: very straightforward, very... He didn't beat around the bush. And I think he gave... So if you're a fan of Hawk Nelson or whatever, I think he gave closure to the fact... That he was leaving and why he was leaving. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and he wasn't doing it in a overtly douchebaggy way. He wasn't saying you guys are wrong, I'm right. Yeah. He was just saying, listen, this is where I'm at in my life. You know, take it for what it's worth.
1: And wouldn't you rather that than to continue living a lie? Yes. But then, but then I don't know. On the side of. Of people who love that band, they probably would have been like, God, "Just, just keep writing music, right? Just, just keep putting out these songs that I like."
0: How shallow of a person are you that you just you don't care anything about the person? Yeah, I just want the good music. The people making the music, you don't care who they are as long as they just keep making them. You know, that's yeah, that's a pretty shallow thing.
1: Yeah. But he's very upfront and honest with everyone, with all his fans, and uh, there's no bad blood between him and the rest of the band or anything. Um, but in in this post, here's something I highlighted. He said, even through this shift, there were still many things about Christian culture that made me uncomfortable. In fact, the list was growing. There were things that just didn't make sense to me. So he spoke about having a hard time believing that the Bible is the perfect word of God as told through the divine inspiration of a collection of human individuals. Yeah. um, a, a pretty common thing that we've seen with a lot of the Christian celebrities that step back from Christianity is they say, there's so much bad in the world. And I have a hard time believing that a God, a loving God would just sit back, an all powerful loving mm-hmm. God that can mm-hmm. do whatever he wants would just sit back and let Kids die of cancer. Um, Poverty-stricken countries continue to just rot away. People suffer from, you know, depression and then they kill themselves, like, and mass shootings and what have you. They just, they see a lot, they see all the bad in the world and don't understand how God can be there.
0: Yeah. And to piggyback on that, I mean, just. On what he said, I'm having a hard time believing that the Bible is the perfect word of God as told through the divine inspiration of a collection of human individuals. Mm -hmm. Most theologians, most Mm -hmm. theologians who do not make a living preaching the word of God. Yeah. Now I'm going to put that in there. The majority of the men and women who do not make a living preaching the word of God. I think that's an important yeah. parenthesis right there. Yeah, We'll agree with him as far as interpretation of Scripture, mm-hmm. uh, inspiration of Scripture, how Scripture was written, and how Scripture came about. Now you add in the theologians who make a living mm-hmm. preaching the Word of God, and you see a huge drop-off on people who support that the Bible can actually be interpreted yeah and that's where you see the the line drawn mm-hmm. and i'm you know I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just something that I've noticed if I'm reading a book or if I'm reading articles or if I'm doing any kind of study or research, theologians who are just plain out theologians who do who are not considered pastors, preachers, church affiliated uh mm-hmm. leaders. Tend to err on the side of listen, even and it's huge in the Catholic realm as well, Catholic yeah. theologians they err on the side of listen. We believe that it was divinely inspired by human being by God, to human beings. That does not mean that every word is unblemished, and interpretation can't be used, and interpretation wasn't used in writing things and people's opinions, Paul's opinions, you know, people's opinions definitely shine through in scripture. So they will tell you that, yeah, it's not like God stuck his hand up the butt of someone and used him as a puppet to, to regurgitate his, his words or, you know what he was saying. Now, on the flip side of that, most people who are in the industry of preaching, teaching um lecturing uh, evangelizing yeah they will err on the side of no no, no, no no, this is god's word yeah the he these are his words, yeah, you know, and i I don't know what that means i've just, that's just something I've noticed, mm. you know. People with the name or with the moniker theologian behind their name, okay, what kind of theologian are they? You know, are they a pastor theologian or are they an academic theologian? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and there's, there seems to be these two sides of it. Yeah. And I just find that interesting that now you have people who aren't theologians just normal people are coming to conclusions that are not supported by one side, but are supported by the other. Yeah. Now the side that they're not supported by is the main Christian culture. Yeah. The representation of the main Christian culture. So they would feel alienated and they would feel ostracized. Yeah. Um, Even though there's a good majority of people, very smart people who would agree with some of the things that these kind of the you know these situations, yeah
1: he's a very smart guy, oh yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he talks about having uh, going on vacation to Mexico mm-hmm. with his wife's family and a discussion he had with his father-in-law who is a pastor also his his father is a pastor mm-hmm. um but he's talking with his father-in- law um and uh this is what he says in the post he says, I was asking about a verse in first Timothy that seems really oppressive to women. It indicates that women shouldn't be in church leadership, shouldn't teach men, and shouldn't wear their hair in braids. To me, that seemed less like the message of the loving God that most Christians believe in now, and more like the idea uh, that we would have been present in the culture at the time, uh, that would have been present in the culture at the time. Um, A male-dominated society where women were treated less like equals and more like property. Um my father-in-law asked me if I had been reading the King James version because he felt that King James had put his own spin on a lot of things and that uh and that version couldn't be fully trusted. Hmm. Um you have to go back to the original Greek he said. So are you uh well let me let me continue with this. Um this is something I've heard over a lot over the years. I asked him so it sounds like you believe that the modern translations can't fully be trusted because they are human flawed and imperfect. I am simply asking um, that I'm simply taking that thought to its next natural conclusion that the original Greek is also human flawed and imperfect. And it also can't fully be trusted. He replied, well, if you believe that, what do you have left? And I said, exactly. Yeah. It's first off,
0: and, uh, that is that is huge. Yeah, that is absolutely great thinking. Yeah, he's a he's great a great thought process,
1: brilliant guy. Um, and uh, I have always had, I've always had an issue with King James in the first place, and I and you know where I stand with reading my Bible and things like that. Um, but where I mean, you don't even have
0: a Bible, you own
1: one. Um, no, but the, you know. Uh, where I went to school at, uh, it was a Christian school. Um, Not trying to knock the school at all, but you could not use any other version of the Bible. For what reason, I don't know. And maybe it was just a way to keep things organized, Um, especially if you're trying to memorize verses. continuity. Right. But it was King James only. King James only. King James only. Now, at, At that time, no one would really explain to me why we had to just why we could only use King James. So maybe just the natural rebellious, Mm. you know, little me was was like, "Well, well, screw that! I'm going to get NIV." Yeah, you know, just to be just to be different. I just wanted to be different. But I found that not only is it just it's very confusing, but this isn't the first time that I've heard people talking about the King James Version and being like, I just don't know if I agree with that translation. You know what I mean?
0: No, I I wholeheartedly know what you mean. And I could do an entire episode on where I stand with translations of the Bible. Why don't we? No, we probably let's, could. Let's do that. <laughs> we, we probably could. I mean, I could talk for hours about it. But at the end of the day, here here's the conclusion that I come to. I think that um, John here is wow, what a thought thought provoking um um sequence of events yeah you know and going to someone who's a pastor and asking these questions you know he's you could tell he's truly searching for answers for something yeah um I would Point out something that his father in law said that I, I would have said something completely different. Um, you know, when he asks, you know, couldn't the original Greek be flawed and yeah. this, that, and the other? And the father in law says, you know, well, if you believe that, what do you have left? Mm-hmm. Basically implying that's all we have to go on. Mm-hmm. This is all that, you know, if you have that mentality, then. What do yeah. you have to believe in, and that's the wrong thing to say to someone who's questioning yeah. what they believe, yeah. because then they're going to say exactly right. that. That's that's what's making sense in my head. Yeah. Instead, and this is the this is the conclusion I've come to with translations of the Bible, um, be it the original Greek or be it you know whatever Aramaic, yeah. <laughs> King James Word on the Street, whatever. Translation. Is, is that what the one was called? I haven't.
1: Is that is that what it's called? Word, word on, on the, the street? street. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: the best translation. It's ever.
1: like a um how would how would you describe the word on the street translation?
0: Oh man. I if, really
1: want to read some of the verses.
0: If you went to nineteen eighty two Harlem <laughs> and asked them to give their interpretation of scripture, yeah, that's what
1: you would get. And so it's
0: awesome. From
1: now on, if we ever have to read a Bible it's going to be word on this. We're going with that one. Okay, it's I have it. In it's a given. Okay, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to mark it. Down. I love
0: it. I absolutely love it's it. It's
1: so good. Yeah,
0: but I mean, the so the conclusion. You
1: need that, to tell them to use it at church.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> so read it in Bibles. The reaction. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what version is I don't have that. That's not on I the Bible. Where, app.
1: where is that? Can't download that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! What were you gonna say? I don't remember. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: so the, you know, the conclusion that I've come to with, with dealing with the translations and the problematic issues that always arise with translations of the Bible and and uh, divine inspiration of the Word of God and what all that means is, is this: even though. Translations are flawed. Mm -hmm. They're flawed because we are human. Yeah. They're in a human language written by human. Yeah. We cannot begin to understand who, what God is. Yeah. So I take it as this is the best we have. Yeah. To be able to break down the magnificence that's not even a word. It is now. The magnificent opulence of yeah. what and who God is. Yeah. You know, is, is, this is what we have. And we're going to get it wrong. Yeah. there's There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be, it's like the game Telephone. Those who actually heard the audible voice of God
2: mm-hmm.
0: in repeating it,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, you know, think about
0: it up, Moses. Centuries yeah. of you know
1: the same thing over and over and over again.
0: It's, it's th- things things are going to it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, so once we understand that we, once we accept our inferior. Our inferiorness towards God. We are completely inferior Mm -hmm. of understanding the basic concept of God. Once we admit that to ourselves, it's easier for us to accept that not everything in front of us that's been, even though inspired by God, made by human hands is going to be the 100% representation of God. Yeah. We've said that. It's it the Bible tells the story throughout it from the first page to the last page of how just small we are in comparison to God. Yeah. We cannot encompass the true representation of God. There's no way that we can do that. Yeah. So how in the world could we com- combine 66 books and leather, leather bi- binding and say, this fully encompasses everything that God is? Yeah. It cannot be done. And once you accept that, it's easier to accept, oh, well, in Timothy, this is coming from Paul, who was definitely, you know, he would be considered a Pharisee or a Sadducee. He would—he was a Jewish scholar yeah. at the time before his conversion to follow Christ. He didn't shed his upbringing away, his learned uh, uh, behaviors away. He didn't shed, you know, decades of knowledge living in a Jewish culture away. So of course, his writing is going to reflect who he is. When he's trying to get across the message of God mm-hmm. we we have to be able to accept that, mm-hmm. and I think it's easier to accept that once we admit we're we're out of our league, yeah, trying to figure this God out
1: because it's dangerous whenever you think that you have it all figured out, exactly, because then you start getting into Jim Jones territory and <laughs>
0: Well, and it seems like everyone who does have it all figured out um, gets a God complex. Mm -hmm. You know, they've convinced themselves that I truly have all of this figured out. Yeah. You know? and That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I've seen it. I've seen it in friends. Mm -hmm. I've seen it in um, mentors. I've seen it in peers, um, work peers. I've seen it, and it... It's almost like they confuse their own revelation of what God is trying to show them or speak to them or have them figure something out. They confuse that moment with, oh my gosh, I have this whole thing figured out. Yeah. You know, it is this way. Mm-hmm. And this is the only way. Because I've got it figured out. And if you don't abide by the things I believe in, well, you have it wrong. Yeah. And that, that starts becoming a God complex. Yeah.
1: And I would I would rather, I, myself, I would rather admit that I don't know everything. And I tell people that all the time. Now, I've never been in a position where someone has come to me that didn't believe the same way and then started questioning things and expecting me to give them a solid answer. Um, but I feel like if I was ever put in that position, the best thing that I can do is just to be honest. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I can't explain everything because God is unexplainable to me. Um, and I can't tell you, I can't, I can't describe to you why I believe that God is real, but to me, I do believe that he's real and I have a personal relationship with him and I don't feel like it's, like I'm brainwashed, I feel like that's a that was my decision. That that is what I believe. Um, I, I can't dissect the Bible and tell you why this happened. Um, why did they used to think this way? Do they continue to think this way? What do you think about this subject matter? What's your opinion on this? Well, I can give you my opinion, but you know everyone's got an opinion. It's like a butthole, <laughs> but you know it's. I'm very upfront and honest when it comes to that type of stuff, because I don't want people to look at me and think that I'm a maniac and i'm I've got all the answers
0: yeah, for. I have very little answers now
1: I would rather very tell few s- answers <laughs> right i mean there's there's some things that I feel like I could give a good explanation on on certain subjects, but I would. But it's that explanation
0: that that is your explanation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, and, and I, th- I don't think anyone, no, no one's on this guy's in this guy's corner saying, you know what, man, you're completely right. Yeah. Let's explore that. Yeah. You know, why, why, you know, why are you questioning what you're questioning mm-hmm. and say, they, I don't think there's anyone saying good for you for questioning that, yeah, good for Wonder you what, for questioning what are John that? Cooper's gonna say, oh God,
1: I haven't I haven't seen a response from him. I'm surprised that's probably because they don't have a new album coming out, so no,
0: or they're not on tour right
1: now. They do have a comic book though, oh good, and they can talk about it. um, but you, no, I, I feel like if someone came to me with an issue and I wasn't the best one to speak. Two on that issue, I would try to guide them in the right direction. Maybe you should go speak to a pastor. Right. Be careful about who you choose to speak to. And maybe if you don't go to the pastor, maybe you can go to someone who is in leadership that wouldn't be overbearing or, you know, you kind of have to fill out the
0: person. I don't even know if I would send them to a pastor. Yeah. Right. You, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that I don't trust pastors. Um I I feel like there's an intimidation factor for someone who is going through something like this. Yeah. If you walk up on someone in leadership, it's almost like they're they're taking it as I'm being told mm-hmm. what to believe. Yeah. I would refer someone in a heartbeat to Dave. Yeah. Mr. Dave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would give him I'll give someone his phone number and be like, listen, this guy knows... And his
1: address to the back porch.
0: Yeah, this guy <laughs> knows 100 billion more things than I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm not saying he's right about everything, but he's probably a good person for you to call up and bounce yeah. some stuff off of him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I have people in my life like that. Lee Gandy is another one. Yeah. You know, that I would... And those two are probably on completely completely opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to what they believe in. But I think they would help steer that person not in a way of what they would steer them without an agenda. Yes. Does that make That's sense? That's
1: the best way to put it. Yep.
0: And I don't think all pastors do that. I, mm-hmm. I'm hesitant to send someone to a pastor unless I really know the person and no, you know, know who they are and what they're going yeah. through. Um, if it's just a person who hits me up and is like, "Hey, I'm thinking about this, this, and this," I, I'm gonna send them. Maybe not to a pastor. Yeah. Because I I would just be afraid that they would just absorb everything that that pastor says as gospel. Yeah. Even if the pastor said, "Don't absorb everything as gospel," <laughs> you know
1: right. what I'm saying? And, and people look at them, and they would go to. They would want to maybe go to them first because that's their job. Of course. You know, and they may not always be the best one to go to, like you were saying. Yeah.
0: I mean, Um, the Bible tells us to go talk to our friends. Yeah. You know, hash things out with our peers. Yeah. Um, So that's biblical, you know. I I, I I wouldn't
1: send someone who was suicidal to a pastor. You wouldn't. I wouldn't, um, and I'll tell you why. It's because, like you just said, you have to be cautious with that kind of thing because you can't just send them to anyone. You need to make sure, yeah, it would I, be the I, right I one. What you're I would be like, you need. You probably need to speak to someone
0: who, as a professional, as a professional, this.
1: yeah, that is trained and uh, certified <laughs> to yeah. to help you with this because that's a it's a very serious thing. Well, yeah,
0: I've seen you know? pastoral. Counseling screw people up, yeah, I have to. hugely screw <laughs> yeah. people. up. You oh know? yeah,
1: yeah, big time.
0: Um, but at the same time, I, you could say the same thing with professional counseling. Yeah, yeah you know, that's true. I, I think there's something on both sides. I just don't think this guy's got got many. Didn't did not have when he was going through this process. He didn't have many people in his corner, um, encouraging the thought. Yeah. You know, and man, I would really hope that he didn't have people who blame him for living a lie or, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, we'll get there. Oh, are we? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. Um, We're actually going to take a break for a second and we'll be back in a minute. We'll talk more about Mr. Steingard and the, this is all very new, mind you, still very new. So we've got. Only a few days worth of reaction, but it's already negative to a lot of people. So we'll be back in just a second. Oh, hey, Brian, what's up? Um, I just saw you over there squatting 800 pounds, and I noticed your shirt that you're wearing.
0: That's right. I wouldn't be able to squat like I do if I didn't have the faith of Jesus on my chest. That's, this is my right. Active Faith Sports shirt.
1: That's amazing. Hey, Brian, where can I get one of those shirts?
0: If you head on over to Active Faith. FaithSports.com. Use the promo code NRP116. You could get fifteen percent off. No way. Way. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go do that right now. You better and get swole like me. That's right. Okay.
1: So in he he's coming up on the end of this post that he's put on Instagram. Um. He says, so if you're someone who follows me because of Hawk Nelson and my involvement in Christian music, you are probably thinking, wait, were you lying to me this whole time? Were you just pretending to be a Christian? What about all those songs you wrote? Did you mean those? The short answer to that is that I am not lying. I did believe those things at the time. I may have been pulling on the threads of the sweater, but there was still some sweater left back then. Which is a great answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, Because this comment that I have uh, screenshotted and inserted into the notes here that you can see, Brian, um, comes from someone on Facebook on uh, one of the articles that was shared. About this story, um, and they said it's very sad to hear that the lead singer no longer believes in God. I hope you change your mind before Judgment Day comes. God. I will be del- I will be deleting all songs and throwing away all their CDs. So that's your problem. <laughs> that you want to know what the problem with Christianity is? It's very easily summed up in this comment right here. So instead of being like look, I like this band. Um, The singer is going through something, obviously. He's got a lot of questions. And instead of being encouraging, I'm going to delete all your songs. You need to turn before you burn. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And uh, it's really sad. I replied to that guy and I was like, this is the problem. Yeah. This is why this is such a common thing now with Christian musicians and celebrities that are saying that they don't believe in God anymore is because one, they, they can't stand the industry. It's so disgusting now, you know? Um, And another is the fans. The audience is so not only do you have to be on your toes 24 seven because people are watching you like a Hawk Nelson, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, they're watching for you to mess up. And when you do, it is the end of the world. You have,
0: I I mean, listen. I won't even say people are watching for him to mess up. I won't say that. Mm. You know, that's your opinion. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think just people, like the butthole. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think people are rooting for this guy to mess up or just chomping at the bit for him to mess up. I think instead, this guy who made that comment is so <laughs> blinded. Yeah. By this Americanized Christianity that he has no idea who Jesus Christ is. Right. And it shows. Yeah. And I think there's ignorance, but it's being allowed to continue. And and that's the thing that, I don't know, I rack my brain about sometimes at night is, all right, so here's the deal let's look at something that was bad for humanity. Yeah. Nazism. Terrible for it. Nazis were horrible for humanity. We can all agree to that. They did a huge disservice to humankind. Okay. Yes. So what did we do? We got rid of Nazism Mm -hmm. for the most part. You know what I'm saying? For the majority of it. Yeah. Um, it is taboo to be a Nazi nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone would agree if someone was walking down the street with, you know, swastikas on them. Yeah. You're going to be like, ooh,
1: that guy. Not good.
0: Not good, fella. Yeah. Not good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go
1: home, sir. You're supposed to be at home anyway.
0: Now, this is extreme, but still, I feel like when you have an epidemic such as Nazism, That is ruining a culture. It is our responsibility to ensure that everyone knows that that is not good. Mm. We need to stop doing it and be done with it. Yeah. And strive to get rid of it. I'm going to make the correlation here. Christianity, American Christianity is horrible for this culture.
1: Absolutely.
0: Horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're Nazis. No. I'm not saying it's it's like that. No, no, no. But in the religious world, in religious the religious purview, Americanized Christianity, Western Christianity is horrible. Dude, it's and it's, it's not, so not tainted. giving the rest mm-hmm. of the religious world a good name. No. Kind of like the Nazis. Right. They didn't give humans a good name. They didn't give Germans a good name. You know what I'm saying? And the ones that do give it a good
1: name are looked down on by the ones like this, right? you know, and, uh, and nitpick every, everything that they do. And they say, well, they're not a true Christian. Well, then if you're a true Christian, then that's not what I want to be. Right. Exactly. That's, that's why yeah. there's this big post-Christian movement that's happening now, um, Because it's, if that's what you want to call it, I'm not that. This is what I am, and it's not that. So I'm going to call myself this. You can call it whatever you want. You can say that I've gone off the deep end. You can say that I'm struggling, but I've never felt closer to God.
0: Right. And I'll probably get a message from Claire about comparing Christianity to Nazism. Oh, God. (laughs) Probably, like Brian, you did it again. Take your foot out of your mouth. (laughs) No, but I don't know how else to explain it. You know, you know what I'm saying. I just well, these are the types of not all
1: of them, but (laughs) so do you remember? I, I need to I need to be careful with this statement too. I'm not saying this is all of them, but do you remember the support group for the two guys? that shot and killed Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. I feel like people that make statements like that, I'm going to burn all your CDs. Um, you just lost a fan. You better turn before you burn. Yeah. I feel like those are the types of people that probably join those <laughs> types of pages that look at an incident that it, listen, th- this is still fresh in the time. Singularly, Yeah. Black and white. Right. So looking at Ahmad Arbery shot for you know could be because he looked suspicious, right? By two white guys saw a black dude running, went off, shot and killed him. And there's a support group for the two guys that shot him saying that they were doing their American duty and uh
0: so those people give Americans a bad name. Exactly. These people give Christians a bad name. Yes, I see where you're going there. Right. Hands down, agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this guy's in that group or not. I don't know that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, just, it's
1: so extreme.
0: No, that's all you see.
1: That's all you see. And you're like,
0: oh my God. You you automatically infer the worst about that. Right. You know, like that that dude right there, he's a bigot. He's a racist. You know, you automatically. And here's the deal that's what has happened to Western Christianity, American Christianity. Once you start saying stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you get lumped into that category because of the actions of other people. That's yeah. what it's become. Yeah. It's become, I, all right, very sad to hear that. I hope you change your mind before Judgment Day comes. I'll be deleting all the songs, throwing everything in the garbage. All right, I automatically think that you are a racist bigot.
1: Right, right, absolutely. And maybe I shouldn't. But that's that's what...
2: But
0: that's what, I mean... And I don't know this guy. He He might not be a racist bigot. Yeah. But that's what... That's what society automatically goes to. Like, here we go again. Right. These Christians, this is what's representing Jesus right now. Yeah. And the sad thing is the loudest people get heard. Yeah. And the people who are quietly loving and with acceptance and trying to truly emphasize who Jesus is, Don't get hurt. Yeah. That sucks. Well, Steingard
1: also mentioned that he and his wife, Jess, um, that they were never enthused about going to church, reading their Bible, or praying, um, all of which, he said, felt like an obligation. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've said that. that I've said that multiple times. Yeah, I'm not enjoying going to church because I feel like I have to be here.
0: You're not... You're not saying that currently. Not currently. You, right. I've been in
1: that, I've been in that situation. Right. This has become a huge obligation. Um, they want me to make a habit. And they use the word habit, and I don't think that's the right No, you
0: should never term. use habit.
1: They I've heard that said though. You should make it, it as ha- a habit, habit. Yeah. to wake up and drop to your knees no, and thank the Lord that you're alive. Or you should make it a habit that before you start your day, you read the Bible. You should oh. make it a habit that you do your devotion on the Bible app.
0: Then it becomes meaningless. Right. That's
1: exactly why I stopped doing that. Right. Because I couldn't retain anything Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't about that. And I felt like my relationship with God wasn't um, measured on how many times I checked in on the Bible app, make sure all my friends can see that I have a 30 day streak going where I highlighted something, but I can't tell you what I highlighted.
0: Right. So what's the freaking point? Or how many times you've been to church?
1: Right. I hadn't missed a Sunday yet. Okay. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? Like a trophy? What do you want me to do? Right. I can give you some balloons. I don't. I don't know. Like that's. It, I feel like my relationship with God is measured more on how often do i trust him when things are bad wow that's good Blake. how often yes. do i do i go to him when things are bad yes. how often do i thank him when things are good yes how often do i try to be an example of what he is to my friends that might be kind of teetering on the yes. on the line of whether or not they truly believe in god like that, to me that's way more important yes um, i agree so, but I don't that's
0: know. That's good. That's so good. No, I mean, I think you're hitting the nail on the head here. I think, uh, I don't know. I, like you said, when things become an obligation or a habit, I mean, the Bible tells us do it with joy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're not doing it with joy, if you're doing it because you have. That's why I, I, the, the whole praying before you eat I mean, I don't know. that's just not that's a habit, yeah, it's a habit. Are you truly thanking God? are you truly asking him to bless this food? It's
1: and a habit. are you thinking that he's going to poison it if you forgot? You know <laughs> I've seen people spit the food out, yeah I've seen and that. say oh i didn't I didn't say the blessing right. they spit they spit the food spit out, like what do you I mean? Do you think he's just up there just like watching you there, the whole time? Like, is, oh, they it didn't comes. do it. Poison. Poison, you know? poison. <laughs> poison. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, that's done. Poison. You know, and, and we say the blessing, not before every meal, but we say the blessing before we eat meals. But I try to mean what I'm saying. Yeah. They, you. Yeah. You know, Thank you for just... the opportunity. Because think about what you're saying. You're thanking him for the uh, the the food that you're eating. Hey thank you so much that we had money to buy the food that we're eating tonight. Thank you that we were able to go to the grocery store and they actually had the food that we were going to yeah. that, The fact that we could choose what we were eating yeah. tonight. Um, the fact that I can eat it without having
0: a tube, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't want to discount someone who has, who needs a routine in their life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if yeah. you need that, if you if you have to have that routine or whatever, that that's good, but that shouldn't fully represent your relationship with God. Yeah, is what I'm saying. You and know, I what like I'm saying? routines. I'm a
1: routine person. Listen,
0: some people need to, yeah, you know, do that, make themselves do that, and I get it. I get yeah. that. I get that because to go back to what we were saying before, we're human. Yeah. You know, we're imperfect. I get it. That should not be all that represents God in your life. Yeah. Is that habit or that obligation? There should be more. There should be fruit. There should. Yeah. I've tried to do away with habitual things. Mm -hmm. I I really have. Yeah. Because I was at the point to where I was like, I have to read a book a month. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was reading two books a month yeah. at, at one point because I was like, I have to consume. Man, you can read a book in a month. Dude, I was gosh. I was having to consume, you yeah. know. I gotta do, you know, three devotions. I gotta do yeah. Bible plans. I have to consume. I have to consume. Yeah. Because I, I was tricking myself that the more I consume, the less I have to actually deal with. Who Brian is and what Brian believes. Yeah, because I can regurgitate, I can give you a thought. I can give you, you know, uh, I can stand up in front of hundreds of people and preach on this, or you know what I'm saying, because I've yeah. consumed, I've consumed, I've consumed yeah. all of this information. I've con- I'm consuming it. I had to get away from the habitual part of that and say, "No, what does what's God want me to do?" Does he want me to con- just consume all of this or does he want to speak to me or does, does he want to guide me to something? Yeah. And I use those opportunities now to consume there. And it's almost like if you eat too much, if you constantly eat and eat and eat and you allow yourself to continually eat, you feel like crap. Yeah. And that's how I felt spiritually because i was consuming everything i could i was trying to replace i just left the church yeah. you know i was trying to consume everything i could i was trying to replace that relationship with consumption you know yeah and i was convincing myself myself the 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 more i intake the better i will be yeah and it was completely the opposite. Yeah. You know, it was quantity over quality Mm -hmm. and I needed to flip that around.
1: Yeah. I was in the obligation. I I was feeling like church was an, was an obligation. Uh, and you know, one of the reasons I left is because I would, I said this, this, uh, doesn't feel like something I enjoy doing anymore. I'm up here. And I'm irritated before we ever even get started. So I want to use my gifts and talents. I, you know, that's, this is an ability I was given, and I want to use that, but I'm finding myself like, I, need, I, need, I just need a break. Just give me a little bit of time, step back, reset, come back, and maybe I'll feel differently about it. wasn't even considered. Um, and that was kind of the start of looking into getting out.
0: Yeah. Not even the fact that it wasn't considered, it was discouraged.
1: Yeah. Heavily discouraged. Um, under
0: the assumption that if you took a break, you'd never never come come back to play. And I was
1: like, that's not what I'm, it's not what I'm saying. I just need a break. This is a lot doing this for 10 years. And, um,
0: yeah. And that's hurtful in the way of, you know, I mean, once you started internalizing that, you start thinking, oh god, they only care about my me playing drums. Yeah. They don't care about, you know, me spiritually, which we don't know if that's the case or not. We 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 don't don't, and we can't say that. Yeah. But what we can say is once you internalize that, that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. Something I I go through in premarital counseling with couples is it doesn't matter. What you think, if you made another person feel Mm -hmm. that way, that is what is reality. Yeah. Because you may think that they're feeling that is stupid. You may discount it and isn't real, but it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Once you feel something, it's an intangible force that sticks with you. Yeah. It's an emotion. Feelings are real and feelings are what dictate our actions. So once you feel something, it doesn't matter if that was the intention of it or not. Yeah. You know, that's how you felt. Right. And it dictated your actions.
1: Yeah. But stepping away was the best thing for me. You know, um, we took a lot of time to think, pray about the situation Ultimately, it all worked out for the yeah, best. Yeah, I think
0: you land, you landed at that small church.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I was, think that was so good for you guys. It was. It was a very small church, uh, and you weren't
0: expected to do anything.
1: There was not even twenty people yeah. there every Sunday when we went. We weren't. We didn't have any obligations. We just wanted to go to church. We just wanted to try to consume, you know, because I, I spent all that time pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And then I wasn't getting anything in return, in return. Yeah. Uh, nothing, there was nothing feeding into me so that I could give it back yeah. in some way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So going to that very small church, um, making new friends, enjoying, you know, some preaching. And it was just, it was nice to be on the other end of it because I wasn't used to that. Yeah. Um, at first it was weird. And, um, cause I'm, that's what I was used yeah. to. But going go being it, on the other end of a it. Habit. Yeah. It's hard to break it Because a it's habit. a habit. So once I stepped back and was able to consume, it was great. Yeah. You know, and it was exciting. And um, we talked about things and we would have discussions and um, you know, and then we we landed where we are now, and that was just the stepping stone to where we are now, which yeah. has been awesome. And um I'm excited about playing again and playing worship music again and being able to give back. And now I don't get frustrated whenever I'm going to play. Yeah. I can just sit back and kind of clear my mind, open up my heart and just let it happen. Yeah. Um.
0: And listen, that could have zero to do with the place you were, you were at the physical right. location. It could have zero to do with the physical people that were involved. Where you were at, yeah. that could just be something individually spiritual to Blake Mosley that mm-hmm. God needed you to go through at that time. Yeah,
1: and it was. And I'm a. I feel like I'm. I'm better, dude. You've grown much much so much. Much better, definitely. I love it.
0: I'm glad you love it. But well, that's where we are. Well, and I feel like. John here. Steinford? Steingard. Steingard. Mm-hmm. Went through some of the same stuff. Yeah. I just don't know if he had someone in his corner. I would yeah. like to know that. You know, to his tell wife. him. to Yeah.
1: You know, she, she was the same way. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, someone, other, someone who's not going through it. Mm-hmm. Someone in his corner to say, it's okay, yeah, to question, yeah it's okay to do those things, and you know, in his last statement here, he says that he's open to the idea that God is there, yeah, though not in the same fashion he was raised to believe. right. I think once you and this will piggyback to this guy's comment here, as if as if this guy just... Overnight said, Matt, I'm done with Christianity. Yeah. You know, like he flipped a switch. Like I'm done. Yeah. It was all fake. Yeah. (laughs) Got you. Yeah. You know, or it was a phase. Yeah. I think if you're a true believer, you have to, you make an intentional decision Mm -hmm. to believe in God. And I think that mirrors when you decide that you don't believe anymore. Yeah. You have to make an intentional decision. And it's a big decision. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it was done haphazardly. I think no. there was a lot of thought that went into it.
1: Well, and think about, it's, that's his career. Right. He's made a career of playing right. Christian music. That's a huge thing. That's a huge risk um, yeah. To, to now say the subject matter of the songs that I have written, I don't believe in them anymore. Not, I never believed in them. Like anymore. you said mm-hmm. it's, I don't believe in them anymore. So look for people who are like, I don't know if I could listen to Hawk Nelson now. No, continue to those. If those songs meant something to you, if those songs spoke to you in Definitely. a way, yeah. they, they can still speak to you in those ways. And it's, it's not like me and Allie were talking about this earlier. It's not like the guy turned out to be a pedophile or something, right? you know, like something disgusting. Uh, You know, this, the singer of lost Prophets turned out to be a horrible (laughs) dude. And yes, I have a hard time listening to those songs now because he's a disgusting human being. And well,
0: and here's the deal. We've lived that. Right. You know, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When we, when, we left the church that we were at, we had gigs booked. Yeah. And people unbooked those gigs because they were told we weren't Christians anymore. <laughs> it's like up all of a sudden we just, we, we just decided, oh, we don't believe in God. Yeah. Because we left the church. <laughs> yeah. But we're still going to play worship music. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I've lived that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've been there. We've been there.
0: You know, and it's look, like, man.
1: If they meant something to you, those songs, yeah,
0: still hold true. They still hold true,
1: and you can you can go to sleep at night knowing that your favorite Hawk Nelson song is still there. It's not like God's gonna come down and erase everything <laughs> from yeah. from there. You know, they're, uh, God the flood. Yeah. (laughs) And destroy all of it because the guy said he doesn't believe him anymore. That's ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. but you know, the, the rest of the band has reacted very positively to this, which is good. good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, his bandmates reacted with love and support for Steingard, um, as did other fellow Christian, um, artists. Quote, uh, we are all called to love one another unconditionally as God loves us, the band said. Um, Also saying that their mission is to inspire and encourage all people um, with the truth that God is for them and not against them and is now one of our own.
0: Yeah, so here's the deal, man. You know, I'm sure on that post, people were saying, I pray he finds his way back. You know, I earnestly, I earnestly do hope sure. he forms a relationship with God. I earnestly do. Yeah. Now that should not dictate how I treat this man, right. how I speak about this man or my relationship with this man. Right. If, if I had one, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Should not.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that just about wraps it up. Do you have anything to add? I don't. To that? No, sir. Well, let's take a break.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: And um, we're going to come back and we're going to do some songs. I'm going to play you some music. Hey, guys. This is Blake. And I'm Brian. And we're here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Not Religious Podcast, and that is The Found Sheep. If you head on over to thefoundsheep.net right now, you can check out their great collection of hats, beanies, shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. Their hats are especially, especially dope. Am I right, Brian?
0: You are right on That's point. That's
1: right. And why don't you go ahead and tell them about their their outreach there?
0: Yeah. So everything that they create is designed to point souls to Jesus and to remind believers that he is our good shepherd. Man, Goodness. they give 10% of all of their profits to the local church and another 10% provides outreach to people who serve in need all around the world well i'll be doggone that's right
1: that's awesome
0: an apparel company with a mission
1: that's exactly right go check out their stuff they got really neat stuff and we also have a neat little promo code for all of our listeners today brian what's that promo code
0: if you type in not religious that's not religious in all caps after you fill your little goodie basket up with all of your merch guess what you'll get 10 percent off Woo!
1: heck yeah dude
0: that's just for our listeners. So thank you guys. Go ahead and check them out on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and help support the thefoundsheep.net.
1: Boom. Boom.
0: Brian. Yeah. What, uh, what what you listening to? All right. So because we were doing this thing about the guy from Hawk Nelson, I was like, oh, let me find a Hawk Nelson song. Yeah. And then, so I was searching through, and you know, the early stuff, yeah, you know, appeals to me more than
1: because they're the Fallout Boy, right? The, the newer music.
0: stuff. But as I was searching, I found two songs, yeah, that I was like, shut your face, <laughs> that they covered, yeah. First of all, they covered Wham! Oh, and I yeah. was so tempted to do Wham because you know how I feel about Wham, right? But it was last Christmas. Okay, and we'll, we'll save like, that. I was like, uh, "We'll save that for last uh, Christmas."
1: Well, you know, Leon Day is coming up.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, do you know what Leon Day is? <laughs> no. What it's um, June twenty fifth. <laughs> for halfway dudes named to, Leon. Halfway to Christmas. Okay. Um. So we're, we're we're coming up on that.
0: Okay. Maybe we'll do it for that. But you know. But then I was then I was scrolling through some YouTube and I saw uh, they covered a Journey song. Oh yeah. Don't is, stop believing. I was like, your, oh okay.
1: This is your go to whenever you're yeah. warming up. <laughs> Brian plays the bass line. Don't stop believing. Like, Every time, nailed it, nailed it. Um, all right, so I
0: as the first riff I learned, yeah, on bass. So
1: well, it, you, you're, that's how you're I warm my fingers up. <laughs> well, I found a version. Uh, it, there's no studio version available. No. but you know, here's a live version for you, and I, it's 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 pretty clear. So I, I think you can get the gist of it. Okay. All start marching in the line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, that's like, good. Blake and I did a choreographed dance to that in front of thousands of people in Texas,
1: wearing gold ties. Yes, we did. Um, Embracing goodbye used to open their sets with "Don't Stop Believing." It's,
0: it's a hard song to play. Although they
1: never played it, it was just the track, track. Okay. as they were coming out onto state onto the stage, and then, um, I think it's about to that spot where they would it would fade out and bam, the bam. guitars would just <laughs> <brrrr> <laughs> and come in oh, <laughs> man. it was so good so I was looking into us going to see them um for remember when they yeah, were yeah, doing yeah, a yeah, reunion yeah, yeah. yeah um but then the pandemic happened and they had to you know postpone that so maybe when this thing lightens back up we're gonna I go see I him, only want them to play one song just one which one do you you want Jezebel? Yes. Well, you have to wait till the very end I of know. the set. That's what the they always close with. And they'll mix it with Mr. Brightside. Oh, it's so good. So it's so good. Um any anyway. What um, what, what
0: what is your song,
1: Blake? All right. So, um I found a, in in researching about Hawk Nelson, I came across other Christian pop-punk bands that were big around the same time and i stumbled across a band that i used to love called amber pacific have you ever heard of them no i haven't um so the they were great they were a great christian pop punk band they did the warp tours and um they used to do the bible studies that was on the warp tour um but yeah amber pacific was great they kind of fizzled out and haven't done anything in four evs but uh this song is called summer in b
0: It's pretty good. It is, isn't it? Summer and drop
1: D. <laughs> drop D. Um, so that drummer, uh, his name is Dango. Um, he after he left Amber Pacific, he went on to become like a touring drummer, a session drummer, or whatever, and he's filled in for n- numerous bands, including Reliant K and MXPX. But he was the touring drummer for Scott Stapp.
0: No, yes, way. sir. Mr. Scott Stapp that's himself. A, that's when you know you made it.
1: Oh, yeah. If you if you tour with Scott Stapp, lead singer of Creed. Can, you <laughs> Can we do a whole episode just on the history of
0: yes. Creed? Dude, he is such an interesting person. He is. And he was so interesting. He had a horrible uh, drinking problem. But have you. So his clapbacks on social media are, good? are hilarious. <laughs> They're like Nickelback, good. Oh, have you ever read Nickelback's clapbacks? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Oh man, yeah, Scott
1: steps great. Really good. Yeah. He's a great person. Yeah. Um, he went on a um, a podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome, um, which is the singer from Silverstein's podcast, and he has We've numerous people. Right. Um, they just had Emery on, by the way. Mm. Oh, um, okay. but uh, yeah, he's a very interesting person. But if you want to see something, two things that are hilarious about Creed. First off, look up the video of them playing for I think it was like it was a football game. I think it was like a Thanksgiving Day <laughs> football game and <laughs> they're playing higher and they they have like um, gymnasts mm-hmm. that are performing with them, acrobats and, acrobats. and like this guy <laughs> just flies by and I guess he's supposed to be like an angel or something, but he just comes up and it's just it's perfect. He's got his white blouse on. He's singing. <laughs> ah. Oh man. Um, oh, and then there's a video of Scott Scott, Scott Stapp getting super drunk and going yeah. on some I've TV show, yeah. and he's making fun of Dave Grohl's wiener. <laughs> <Yeah. That laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, all right. So we got a message. We've actually got two messages. Two messages um, from some listeners. Uh, this one comes from Mike Anderson on the Instagram. Uh, he said, "I found you guys um, last week, and I have been enjoying your conversations as I'm trying to navigate my current religious situation after growing up in a standard conservative Christian background. I know it's almost two years ago, but I listened to your pod on Christian schools and wondered if you had ever um, had, if you had ever thought about getting some um, about getting some opinions from people who were homeschooled." I was homeschooled, and although I did appreciate some of the friends I made in homeschool groups, I found that the homeschooling community to be uh, very stifling. To the point that I felt the only way I could move on was to not was uh, not going to church anymore. Just wanted to see if you could share your perspective. So,
0: that's good. Yeah, I think we need to do uh, an entire episode on that. Yeah, on homeschooling, like a follow up, and get some. Get some people. I want to get someone who went to Christian school, and I want to get someone who went to homeschool. Well,
1: I can tell you all about the uh, Christian school, but
0: not you. Someone else. <sighs> You're not going
1: to get a better response. Okay, fine. We'll do that.
0: We've all heard about your school experience.
1: <laughs> and then Brian, you got a you got a message um, from someone, didn't you? I did. Would you like me to read it, or would you like to read
0: it? Your Your voice is so much better than mine. It's just
1: butter. You have a great voice.
0: I'll read it. Hey, man, I really appreciated your talk on the podcast on American Christianity. It articulated a lot of my own thoughts. You and Blake are good examples of what Christians should be. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Uh, Thank you for making your podcast. Man. Yeah. Thanks. And that comes from, you're going to have to help me with the last name. Jonathan Gosshorn. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan um thanks he resides in elgin i lived in elgin once Mm -hmm.
1: yeah we went to uh we went to school together okay yeah
0: well there you go we can have him on
1: from the christian school there you go yes we just got to find a
0: homeschooled person
1: we can find one
0: they're out there are they (laughs) (laughs) yes we'll find them we'll find one (laughs) if you're a homeschooled person and you would like to be interviewed on the podcast reach out to us yeah
1: please do um That'll be fun. Brian, you have anything else that you want to add? I do not. Okay. Well, why don't you uh, take us out then?
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Felt appropriate. Yeah. All right. To find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and then Instagram. We are at not religious pod for all of our social media
1: please leave a rating and review wherever you can Uh, whether that's on our Facebook page or on Apple Podcasts or wherever Uh, we'll read your review right here on the show whether it's good or bad you can also send us messages just like uh, Mike Anderson and Jonathan Gosshorn did Uh, you can leave us messages on our social media send us some kind words you can send us some hate mail if you're that type of person Um, or you can send us ideas for future episodes listen I've
0: never been more serious about this in my life yes Go check out our sponsors. You can support us by supporting them. Just remember to use the promo codes at checkout for exclusive discounts that only you can get. That's exactly right, Brian.
1: Uh, Go check out Where Words Fail Music Speaks. That's the other podcast that I'm on with James Cox. We're available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. We just did an episode on Ska So that was pretty fun. Be looking
0: for some uh, legal papers in the mail. (laughs) For the stealing of the graphics. Definitely stole our graphics.
1: You can only go so far with Bitmoji. All I'm
0: saying is you stole our graphics, man. (laughs) Listen,
1: if you're into graphic design of any kind and you would like to help us out with (laughs) creating a picture, we'll pay you. uh, Reach out. We'd love to do something like that. Uh, Sources from this episode come from Loudwire.com, Alternative Press, FoxNews.com.
0: Oh, no. No. no.
1: Listen, I will tell you, that was only for the comment from the band. Okay. That's the only little bit of Fox News I could give them. Okay. Um, And oddly enough, Instagram. (laughs) Someone's personal Instagram supplied most of the information for this episode. (laughs) All right. We're getting out of here. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of the Not Religious Podcast. I have been Blake.
0: And I currently and will always be Brian. Until? Death to us part. Oh, God.
1: I didn't. I wasn't going there, but sure. Anyway, all right. We'll see you guys.
0: In memoriam. Be nice to one another. You said that with a question. Be nice to one another. <laughs>